I'm Vince. And I'm Travis. And we're about to ruin your games and stuff. This is Travis! Welcome to Undesign. Travis, I come to you today to talk about pulp games and playing unironic noir. Are you ready? Well, that's uh, that's interesting. You sound pretty dark. Um, you're like you're you're pulling your your best Batman here. I don't know what's going on here, man. What is this about? So yeah, I rolled a thing, and I didn't really. I don't know. I, I guess what I don't get about is the unironic part. Like, wait, wait a minute. Have has has all my noir been been ironic up until now? Like, what what is unironic noir? Yeah, sure. So let's start out. Let's talk about pulp and noir and stuff like that, right? Because they're they're actually two separate things, but they often get shoved together. I think. Mm-hmm. So obviously the pulp era of publishing came out of like, you know, the depression era, right? The, the, yeah, making cheap product. Yep. Late twenties, early thirties. We discovered this new method for, for, um, making paper pulp literally out of pulp and it got a lot cheaper. So the pulp magazines were super cheap to print. So we could print them at a, you know, it was like a nickel or something was your average pulp magazine. And that gave birth to all these characters like, you know, Doc Savage and the shadow and all these things mm-hmm. being famous. But there was, you know, weird fantasy and a bunch of other famous magazines, amazing stories and stuff all came out of there. All this, this great stuff comes out of there. It's very interesting because we're, we're, you know, we're in another era just like that with the, the internet uh, changing the way that uh, people have access to making books and stuff. It's a really good point. Yeah. Like at that, what, what happened was the, the sort of necessary medium to print stories got way cheaper. And so you got a bunch more made, right? And that you're right. Yep. The same thing happened here. That's Access. funny. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that, but you're, you're right. And then noir was this similar movement at the same time in filmmaking, right? That was about because of various restrictions from the, um, you know, from sort of the, the different ratings entities. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You got these different things that could be talked about. And so they had to use like heavy shadows and there were a lot of budgetary concerns. Movies needed to be made on the cheap. You get like very, you get people doing more with less, right? Necessity is the mother of invention. (laughs) But all these, a lot of these stories focus on the same things, right? They were these, you know, hard, hard drinking, hard bitten detective stories. Hard boiled. Yes. Two-fisted adventure, right? Just about like a hero with two fists and a sense of justice, you know, something like that. Right. Um, so I, and, and I think it's funny because these stories are so part now of the landscape. They've sort of got integrated in, like we don't really make a lot of noir movies anymore. Right. Um, or, yeah. Or, or they're, they're certainly, more intended to make you think they're noir or what you thought was noir um, instead of actually being noir. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think maybe like... Sin City, etc. Yeah, Sin City or like maybe Shane Black movies are kind of Mm -hmm. modern noir, right? I think of like the nice guys or something like that. Um, but, But that's exactly my point is have we gone so far from the concept that it's not that we cannot legitimately replicate it. You understand what I mean? Like we're always going to be aping it in some way rather than truly experiencing it. I mean, does that make sense? I suppose. Uh, do you, do you feel the same way about like, you know, some, some like a, are, are we always aping um, Roman stories and things like that? You know what I mean? Like from ancient Rome, like 
are we so far away from that that we are, do you do you feel like that like we're not getting any 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 realistic kind of uh kind of depiction in our stories and our games yes i would say exactly that and 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 that okay well then in that case is that a bad thing do you not enjoy your your games based around like like roman myth and lore and 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 history i do you know it's you you raise a really interesting point because perhaps the difference here is and, and what i'm really interested in is both per, somewhat maybe what's an authentic experience and whether that matters I'll, I'll openly admit that's a question and secondly what is what becomes just Im, embedded in sort of tropes your roman example is a good point right like because we don't really have any kind of sense, we walking around as a modern world, in the modern world, other than like scholars of Roman history, of what mm -hmm. Roman day-to-day -day life right. would have been like, or what their art and their culture was really truly like and to experience it, right? Right, all, all, all we have is very, very limited, you know, books. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, a yeah. few books from the period. The... So what I would say is the the perception we have of it and the way that we view it, right, has become reality. Perception has become reality. Right. Which I mean, sure, and and, and those the, the 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 way we perceive it may may actually be based on just whatever whoever made the first story that people actually liked about it, you know, and whatever they made up to to fill in the gaps for that story. Yes. And it's true if you go forward in time, you look at like the King Arthur mythology, right? Mm -hmm. Our general perception of it is actually closer to like the 12th century. If there was ever any real sort of elements to that story, they've all been like the earliest Early. stories of it have all been more or less buried. And now we have the sort of 11th and 12th century romantic notions that have been popularized, right? The, the sword and the stone and this kind of stuff. We don't think a lot about like the Saxon invasion or something like that really as being the necessary component of it. Um. And on and on and on. The Wild West is probably the most recent easy example of where that break has started to be lost, right? Like, our perception of the Wild West now is very wrong. And we sort of have a concept of that, that there wasn't really gunfights and there wasn't really, you know, you know what I mean? Like, there wasn't these sorts of things. It wasn't cowboys versus Indians and stuff like that. Like, that's all, that's all wrong. Yeah, it's all, well, it's, it's all wrong in... In essence, uh, it's it's like a, an extreme exaggeration or caricature of what was what was. Right. Yeah. And but all of those things are why we're drawn to it, to it. Um, yes. I would say like um, this is the reason that people like old Western movies is because they have a certain aura about them and they talk about certain things and they do certain things just the right way. That makes it an interesting story and, and fun to uh, fun to be a part of. Right. Yeah. You know, I think you, that's that's a good point. And I think there's something really interesting you kind of seized upon there uh, that that is like the truth of it might be somewhat irrelevant because the lore of it, the tropes of it, those kinds of things are what has made it sort of survive and thrive in our minds over time. Right. Um let's let's if I, if I back up a little bit more from the wild west and i think of like the stories of pirates in the golden age of pirates yeah. um obviously we know that pff, you know come on um 
Nothing. It was of- not a Disney movie. Right. Um, <laughs> that is not how it happened. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we, we know that, and, and, you know, that there's always those specials of like, well, what were pirates really like and stuff? No one cares. No one cares. Right. Because right. what we want is Jack Sparrow jumping around and, and that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Because that's fun. Yeah. Swashbucklers, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. We, we love it. Yeah. So I, that's my point. Like, I that's what I'm calling ironic noir. Right. It's sort of obsessed with the tropes of the thing. Yeah. Well, More... I mean, it seems like you can play unironic noir. Sure. I, I just don't think you would want to because it'd be kind of boring. Right. Because it is those tropes. It is the the femme fatale and the detective that keeps two things in his desk drawer. One he keeps low or one one he keeps loaded, the other that keeps him loaded. That there you go. That's the that's mm-hmm. the line. Um yeah, it's those sorts of things that actually make the that actually make the thing endure. So why not right steer into them? Um I I mean I'm a big fan of uh you know more is better. Um you know if you if you've got a good idea, think about how you can make it better, you know? So I'm I'm into it. I I think it's fine to uh really exaggerate things to a point where not only people get like get the idea of what you're doing, but they also get to have fun doing it because it's so it's so different and exaggerated that it's that is different from norm, normal reality. Like normal reality can be boring. That's why we play these games. So let's a push. fair point. A fair point for sure. Do you find it odd that there aren't any greatly successful pulp or noir games? Because no, it's... I don't think it's I don't think it's strange. I don't think okay. it's strange at all. Um, I like. It, it, these these kinds of things take hold in kind of waves. Just like some some, some years we like zombies and some years we like vampires, um, you know. It, 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 and the, the so so when when will that be a thing? I don't know, but it'll probably happen. Just like westerns will probably make a comeback again. You know what I mean? Like sure. th- it takes time. Um, generally speaking, it it just happens when when the popular culture seizes on something. You know, right? Um, so I don't know. Yeah, because I, I can think of a few. There's like Adventure, the one with like it has an exclamation point at the end because, you know, that's the point of it. Yeah. And uh, there's like Two Fisted Tales, I think, is another one. But, you know, Savage Worlds, it's funny because Savage Worlds is probably the biggest, most successful one. But I, I, in the end, I don't think it really feels very noirish. It feels more pulp-ish, right? It's certainly, yeah, it's certainly, yeah, it's pulp um, by far. Yeah. And, and and I think it's you really see the which difference has probably something a bigger like audience, um, just because just because that sort of thing um, has fingers in more parts of popular culture than than noir does. So yeah, it's funny. Like we can't get a Hollywood movie to work about any of these things, but yet you know mm-hmm. it's still sort of under there and part of everything that we we really like. It's right. You know, John Carter of Mars is going to come out and be a bomb. Um, mm. but you know, but yet there, there's parts of that sort of adventure story that now underlie, you know, more or less everything that we, uh, that we intake, right? Because yeah. those pulpy stories gave rise to the age of superheroes. And I don't think there is a bigger genre of movie right now. Right. But I mean, you know, <clears throat> it's just, it's a, it takes a, a rare stroke of lightning to get, um, for some reason to get, uh, the, the kind of the pulp scene back, like the way Star Wars did this, like Star Wars grabbed hold of it and ran with it. And people didn't even realize it was happening. Like they didn't realize it was, uh, 
that's pulp right there. You know what I mean? It's totally. uh, uh, deep pulp, and it, it's doing exactly you know all those things. It takes every element of pulp and how exaggerated it is, and and did it right. Um, and we just don't get that very often. You know, we don't get we don't get amazing things that draw and things like that very often. So I don't know. Who knows when it'll happen? So is that the secret to uh, a to a, a new pulp? you know, sort of game or something like that. Maybe, maybe you did stumble upon the right answer there because in the end, Star Wars was pulpy, right? Certainly it was drawn on yeah. Lucas's love of the <clears throat> the pulp stories and stuff that he'd grown know, up Buck with. Rogers kind of style. It's yeah. out, out there, yeah. But it was also synergized with, you know, later science fiction and and with sort of magic in the force, you know, then the space wizards and it was also Right, it drew with, on all of those things, but again, exaggerated them like hugely exaggerated all of them yes it's also a western it's also you know right. so many things the man in black being you know the traditional western villain mm-hmm. hmm, i feel like that may have a parallel in star wars i just i don't know yeah, I, yeah. Just, I get the distinct feeling um so you know my my question is is that where where you know a game could take off i think i'm i'm thinking about this partially as a game designer but also as maybe just even a you know, maybe as somebody playing uh, or, or wanting to GM or, or run a game, is the answer to be successful, whether we're talking about in the market and making a new game that, that draws on these elements, or maybe even just if you're talking around your table, right, to synergize that pulp or that noir with other elements. You know, maybe something like a world, and I know you're not going to like this, okay, because I already know your feelings. Don't on you this put thing. words in my mouth? All right, fair enough. But something like an Eberron, you know, Eberron in, indeed, I told you you weren't going to like it. Eberron in Dungeons and Dragons clearly draws on these pulp sources, right? And it has these noir elements. Um, Keith Baker very famously said that the image in his mind that literally inspired the entire world of Eberron, okay? This is what he thought about when he, before he put pen to paper, like, like he didn't literally put a pen down, but you know what I mean, to write a single word about the world. And that was a halfling detective sitting in an office, cleaning a dagger when a, when a, uh, when a woman walks in and, uh, or maybe it was like a normal, maybe it was like a dwarvish detective and a halfling. Right. But, but what you're saying is he, did, he described a full on noir sequence, full on noir sequence, like the most you know, tropey, emblematic yeah. noir sequence, right? So he slapped some noir into his fantasy, which is, yeah, different. Yes. He synergized those two things, and that made, I mean, certainly Ebron's a pretty popular, successful world. So is synergy the path forward? You know, should we be looking to I mean, combine yes. this thing to I make mean, it as, more? Yes, synergy yeah. is always a, a necessary thing uh, in game design. It just is, right? That's, uh, I think so. like, it, when, when you... When you when you miss, you you end up with a mess sometimes. So sure, uh, sure. You, you really need to synergize. Yes, I agree with that. I mean, um, that seems logical. Yeah, my point being is that I think the value of the synergy was that when we try to be too real to the authentic thing, the authentic thing, noir, the pulp stories, whatever they were, the theme and tones and tenor of those stories and that storytelling method hit because there was something that appealed to people in that time period, right? And yes. because of the the 
nature and the way of what they were, it would be like trying to make a big musical that's exactly like a singing in the rain again today like if singing in the rain was it's one of the greatest musicals of all time but if you just made singing in the rain today like just literally remove the movie from history and make it today right and it, it releases next week or something probably not january but because that's a terrible week to release movies but it probably would be shuffled to january because nobody would want it right the style of yeah. the music the nature of it not nobody, but it it wouldn't be the culture defining landmark that it was, right? Sure. Well, I, I think the the uh, these these two concepts, pulp and war, uh, on their own are are if you look at them and and where they where they sat in their time periods, um, they they're kind of saying the same thing though. They're saying you know exaggeration is what what would sell, <laughs> like that's what they they were relying on in their own like sectors their own spaces right um so these are already hyper real things so we can learn from that <laughs> and when we play these things and we 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 synergize them just remember to be hyper real because the normal thing isn't that fun no i think you're i think you're dead on there yeah exactly i think that taking the sort of okay what was the important stuff about this what can i transplant and what is uh what are the timeless elements of it right and sort of extracting those um so i i guess that's it, it's interesting because it's been really good to talk through this and, and what i mean by that is i felt as though doing just the tropes or something like that or taking those elements and combining them with something else was somehow and i know this sounds silly but somehow doing a disservice to the genre Right. Like, oh, it should be true to it. That's what makes it valuable. But no, that's, you know, as yeah, I'm thinking silly. through this. Right. It's just silly. No, what makes it valuable is the construction of a good story. And, you, you know, that's that is what's relevant. Um, ah, where we usually end up. <laughs> um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Look, it's it's the point that sometimes you've got to walk all the way right down the road to get to the yeah, end you of do. it. Right. No, I agree. I, I, there's value in the conversation. Um, absolutely. So that's pulp games. Can you play on an, an ironic noir and stuff like that? Undesigned? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, absolutely. Synergy, find the good elements and integrate them into your own world and synergize them with your own elements of stories that you want to tell. Bring out what's good and, and discard the rest and who cares? There you go. All right. I like it. That's undesigned. All right. Well, very good. Thank you very much, everybody. We appreciate you listening. Uh, yay. yay as always emails down below email us with your feedback maybe your experiences in in those sorts of things or whether you like the genre and uh or if you've got suggestions for future episodes we always love that and as always we will talk at you again next time since we nice. can't see you yeah better finally you got it right there you go take it easy everybody mm -hmm.